Welcome back to the Overload Podcast. We're talking about the latest game releases, the latest game news, such as there's a there's a new new donut dropped. New donut. New donut. Babe, wake up. Um, new donut. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at our list of games that we've all played to talk about on the podcast, and but you've added some more, thankfully. But before it was just my list of games. Danny saying remember games, and then Jordan saying Xbox donut. Um, does that count as a, as a game, questions? a video game experience? It's got a review on this very website, so I haven't had a chance to read it. So I've got I've not I've I've not got any spoilers. I'm going in this blind. Um, yeah. Just wait for the quick look. It looks. Play, I think I'd play, enjoy sorry, it. Quick look is a different product. We do not own Quick Play. Thank you. Yikes! That's that Freudian slip right there. Jesus. Um, it looks quite good. You know, this is the Xbox official donut. We've had PlayStation mm-hmm. Greg's box, Greg. and they've now. Yeah. yeah, I think you enjoyed the PlayStation box. I'm pretty sure was that pretty good. The PlayStation box. It was okay because it was just. It was like I think it was a. If I remember correctly, it was a sausage roll, a donut. It might have been two sausage rolls and a donut and a bottle of juice. So it it was like how can standard, you go wrong with that? It was standard Greg's. It wasn't fancy mm-hmm. though. It wasn't like a blo- bottle of blue juice because it was PlayStation. It was just um, right. It was just like bulk standard. Also, unrelated. When I was out on this expedition to uh, get the Xbox donut, that's very good. I went Thanks. and got got a wee Greg's, and for the first time since I think I was about thirteen, I got. Uh, a wee pe- one of the wee pizza flatbreads. Oh, a, a wee pepperoni pizza flatbread. Just as greasy oh. as I remember. Fell apart in my hands instantly, <laughs> but it was actually quite good. Did I ever tell you guys about the about the pizzas we got in high school? The ones you get in like, a convenience shop? No, Did it's never come out. Oh, oh, yeah. T- tell us. You tell well, your pizza story and I'll tell my pizza story. Well, I don't know if this is complete. I might be. I might just be showing my, my privilege, but um, wait. There was a local convenience store down the road from my school, and every day, eventually, and there was a phase where every day everyone would go to this convenience store and they'd get one of those rollover hot dogs that they sold mm-hmm. from it. Oh, they, my guts fucking um, trembled. Or you'd get like a pot noodle, which I, I hated pot noodles, so it was not for me. I loved the rollover though. Or you get the pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this pizza was like, it was quite thick. It was something they put in a microwave, yeah. and you bring it out of the microwave, and you know people cut about with cheap pizzas they get from chippies and that and they're always in like a, the, the same chippy pizza box that you, you see everywhere this was not one of those they put it directly in a blue plastic bag <laughs> <laughs> like it, it would just be like and it would exactly as you imagine it, it was exact it's all curled up and it's all like sloppy things falling off of it people would cut about with these wee blue clear plastic bags with a pizza just hanging at the bottom of it and they would just like rip bits out of it and they would just pull it out of the bag and start eating it i was Love like it. and that would just be commonplace cultural cornerstones like that are what make the world what it is that's how that's that's how I, you know that's why i can tell people to say that you know what i'm not that tory you know there's there's there are parts of my life where i've experienced real uh terror so similarly, yeah, real like for for lunchtime in my school, this was more of like a like second, first, second, and third year thing. We would go up to the shops, go to Kev's, which was like the convenience store, or next door to it was Marco's, which is a legendary chippy up in my neck of the woods. Mm. And they would do like a pizza crunch, but the pizza crunch pizzas would just be from Kev's, and there were these awful looking wee cheese pizzas they, they presumably got <laughs> the cash and carry for like a hundred for a fiver but you could just buy the pizza 
from Kev's and he would heat it up for you and it's wee and it's like clear plastic bag and it would be molten hot it would be the end of lunchtime and you'd still have fucking burns in your hand for how hot <laughs> pizza was and then um it got to a point where people the head teacher had to start coming up to the shops at lunchtime because like it would be a completely clear street and then my high school would roll through this mm-hmm. like this wee bit of, this wee like line of shops and it would be the fucking end of a music festival there was just shit everywhere and a fucking <laughs> army of seagulls coming down to get the lefties but um there was there and also there was like a post office that had a bakery attached to it that eventually started having to do one in one out and this wasn't like the mid like the early 2010s one in one out because uh kids would just go in in big groups and just shoplift and just take <laughs> stuff off the fucking counter and walk away and nothing was done about it um, so that was like the the lunch experience at masco but I, I never fucked with that i usually just like got something for the canteen because we had a our school was new and that there was only one year in the school before we got into it so the canteen was actually like fairly decent had vending machines something fucking futuristic where, where did you go for lunch in school Danny? see um i experienced incredible privilege as a, a child and a teenager in that my school was opposite a shopping center in the middle of a massive oh. uh, council estate so you could literally just cross the road and you're in the shopping center and up until the year after i left every year could go to the shopping center for dinner so mm-hmm. like, like as you just said it was like a tidal wave of like 1500 fucking kids all going to the shopping center and you were spoiled for choice there was like there was a chinese there was a chippy and the chippies did like deep fried miles bars which i guess you guys you guys are pretty familiar with that but to us that was a wild oh, commodity never heard of um so they were quite popular the chinese was this, quite popular this might be the most british start of the podcast we've ever had like the most uk thing <laughs> you could possibly like, get what did you get see if, if you were transported back there on an average day what, what were we looking at for lunch see if I, I would usually try and like switch it up because eating the same thing every day was quite tiring but you had like you had all your shops you had like a wilco's and uh and a greg's and a little market with like all of the like a menagerie of shit that you could get but i used to get about two quid a day for my dinner so a, a classic, a peak Danielle part is classic in my school years was going to the Chinese and you could get um, like a, a foil tin of rice, curry and chips uh, oh, for £1.50. Yeah. It was like a special Ooh, lunch deal that they I, yeah. did to entice all the kids in. Uh, and I, I got that. Those, those and then I got Chinese f- deals, yeah. Yeah. And I got that and a 50p can of Coke from Wilco's because back then they were 50p. And that, that took me up to exactly two quid. And I, I couldn't eat that like every day because I'd just be dead. But that was the peak, you know. 50p for a can of... That's a joke. 39 pence, come on. 39 mm. pence for a can of juice is stand, was standard up here. It's probably about fucking five pound now. But mm. like, I would... It did go I up. I remember there was a shift. There was a shift yeah, where yeah. it would be more expensive. Because a lot of the cans had that printed on it. But uh, that... There was a there was a fucking there was a a scandal in Kev's where <laughs> that was the first place I ever saw energy juice was in Kev's and wherever I saw Monster and Monster would stay. <laughs> you sure like a porno mag like the first time I ever laid eyes on them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 cans of Monster would have like one pound on the can and he would put a fucking sticker over them and write one fifty. Uh, yes, on yes, yes, yes. I know exactly that kind of. That's the Absolute exact legend. But he was he also always high, so I would take up three cans of energy juice and position them with one with two cans in front of the three and hold them up to him, and he would just go, 
uh, three three pounds, boss, and I just give them three pounds <laughs> and walk away. Yeah. So I, I probably I made my money back on that place in the end. Yeah, um, yeah. right. Um, it's now in RS ha- calls. It's very fucking. It's very Tory. It does sell Pokemon cards though. So talking of Pokemon, um, you've been playing Pokemon Unite, haven't you, Jordan? Yeah, I'm still still trudging away in Pokemon Unite. I'm in the I'm in the doldrums of playing ranked, um, because. There is there is a lot, much like Overwatch, which we all, I always seem to reference when I play this game. There are many many ranks that you can go up, and I'm about halfway through the ranking system now. But the problem is, Pokemon Unite has a real problem with idle people, so they'll match into a mm. game and then just not play. It, and there's no way, there's no like fix for that. It's not like if someone idles for sixty seconds, the game gets like called off, and it's just no one loses points or whatever. Mm. And it's not like you know they introduced that thing in overwatch where if someone quits it just cancels the game and you don't de-rank to stop so it was like to stop people being pure toxic none of that's in here um so it was it's been a lot of like winning a game and then losing two games and then winning three games and then losing two games it's just the classic experience yeah but um i heard on the grapevine today that my boy charizard got a buff so i'll be interested in checking that out also elder gloss who i thought was a pure nobody got a nerf because apparently at the top levels everyone is just picking elder gloss because they can heal and they can do a lot of damage so i've got lots to learn clearly but that's basically been it i've been playing some other things that i can't talk about at this current juncture but it's not been a hugely gamey week for me hmm spicy um okay we'll hear more about the later i suppose uh in harry uh, michelle news i've been playing some video games oh Smash video- i've been promising games? it for weeks uh, and i'm proudly taking them off i've yet to play death door that's the next on my list uh i finished off because my next game i finished our previous game which was the ace attorney trilogy on switch i was so close to finishing it and for some reason i never got around to it that's a great series of games it's like a, i think it's an essential for a switch it works great on switch and it's just easy entertaining fun uh, but I've been playing I didn't new... know you were a big Ace Attorney guy. That was a surprise to me. Relatively recent. I'm a big Professor Layton guy, which mm. is, you know, same kind of era. Um, and they did a collab where they did like a crossover game, which, by the way, incredible scenes. Uh, and then I picked up the one, the Switch game. That was the first time I ever played an Ace Attorney game. And I loved it. Uh, great Ace Attorney Chronicles is uh, new-ish. It's like a remaster for the Switch, originally on 3DS. Mm. And it has... Uh, and it's pretty good. One thing that's pretty cool about it is that it's not in this weird like japan california fake world it's like in straight up japan and straight up london at this exact time and there's like actual serious politics and themes throughout it like in ace attorney that you put a fucking parrot on the stand in ace attorney in the last games like that's how that's the level that we're talking about here i actually interviewed and cross-examined a parrot and in the new ones like it, there's like a there's friendship treaty between Japan and Britain, and there's there's like very political courts where there's things that want to go a certain way and c- police corruption, and there's an actual racism towards Japanese people. That's in so it's a lot of actual serious themes, which were quite interesting. And then it goes back to more silly stuff, as you have uh, Herlock Sholmes, the which ah, I question this because one. okay. I, yes, I, this, I wondered the, what we're talking about until you brought up up Herlock. I've seen that. Yes, yeah, so, so this is like set in in kind of uh, I can't remember the exact date, but it's like Japan when it was just becoming like uh, uh was kind of working with Great Britain, becoming more of like a, a a hub of commerce and things like that. Um, and it has Herlock Sholmes, and I, I questioned why he was called that because Sherlock Holmes is a free property to use, and you don't <laughs> need to change the name. 
But the reason is he's a, he's a, a bit shit at being a detective. Like he will run into a scene and make this incredible like detailed deduction, and all of it's just pish. And it's your job to essentially re-examine that and then swap out certain elements to try and get the right one. Like, no, it wasn't the snake. It was actually this cat. And there's a whole scene in fact. I would appreciate more trial stuff um, because that's the fun of it. And there's a massive second where he's doing adventure detective stuff. But uh, so far, I like it. It doesn't quite hit the the fun of Ace Attorney, but I think it's the setting pretty great and I'm enjoying that. I've also been playing The Forgotten City. Uh, you'll see a quick play of that up as this podcast goes out. Uh, me and Jordan played through that. It is essentially a narrative game set in this uh, ancient Italian Roman-esque city under the ground where there's a community of people who are in a predicament, which is if anyone commits a sin like theft or murder, then the gods will kill them all. And if they manage to stay alive... Should- as they should, as they should. And if you manage to stay alive, not commit a sin, or prevent everyone from getting, committing sins, there's some ritual they can do. To I mean, the game is, you're wondering about this entire settlement. You can talk to anyone. Everyone has their own story, fully voice acted. You can find secrets within the, the shrine. There's stuff, this weird hidden stuff behind places, stuff underground, uh, stuff you can, notes you can find. And you generally just have to get the vibe, figure out what's going on, what this rule is, where it came from. And there's a lot of really fun interactive stuff in this really cool narrative game uh jordan we played together what what did you think of it it, it has like a very um like uh elder scrollsy vibe yeah, to it's, it it's creepy as fuck looking like the, the <laughs> and the the character models like vacillated for me between th- i was thinking here this actually looks quite nice and it looks a bit fucking over animated it looks like um, and I said this on the quick play, it looks a bit like the faces in the Demon Souls remake. Like, it's very <laughs> Unreal Engine 5 default face kind of thing. Like, it looks like the kind of thing they showed at the launch of um, uh, the PS4, being like, here is every <laughs> yeah, pixel yeah, on the PS4 yeah. used on one face. Look how lifelike it is. But it was, I, I thought it was quite cool. I thought it was interesting that we fucking completed the game and like, in the <laughs> yeah. setting that we did because um, it was um, like a, a couple of endings you can probably speak better to that yeah basically there's, there's multiple ways you can do it like in our ending we'd said what if we just killed everyone we saw um and which created like, this time paradox which was like well you've you've created a paradox and you've ended the game you horrible monster and there's multiple ways to do that and yeah like it's a lot of it is done by it's very ambitious and a lot of it isn't run very well it's a little bit blocky and dodgy at times but when it does work, it works really wonderfully. And I think it actually has a lot of uh, very prettiness to it once you're in the game and wandering around. And there's a photo mode for that kind of thing. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I think it's a good time. It's on all platforms, which is pretty cool. I want to see what it looks like on PS5 because it runs kind of really badly on PC. Yeah. Uh, Danny, have you been up to anything on in the video game? Schwell? Remember games? Um, actually, no. It's been a pretty gameless week. I've been tinkering away on... Uh, on papers please on the old ipad uh still having a bit of fun with that but no i i didn't play anything this weekend because i had some time in the outside with my human family um i don't actually descend from like lizards or out of the ground like um like orcs but um (laughs) (laughs) or like yurikai um to be specific but no I, i went out with my family we had some lunch we went for a big walk on uh the marina where i live and it was a good old time, and I was just knackered on Sunday, so I, I just like 
vibed and uh, did nothing. I've made reading my entire personality again at the minute, so I'm doing a lot of uh, yeah, I'm doing a lot of reading and not a lot of playing because I can only have one hobby at once. But yeah, maybe maybe next week, maybe there'll be some games. You know, any games. Yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention about Ace Attorney is some of the new accessibility stuff. Finally, has autoplay, which most visual novels have, but it finally doesn't have this. Also, has a story mode. So if you just want to experience mm. the kind of funky, weird writing of Ace Attorney and want to just have the fun of it, you can turn story mode on, which it just does all of the mechanics and dialogue choices and evidence proposals, does all of that for you. So you can just watch like the story happen, which That's I think was hot. a really cool accessibility feature. I thought that was neat. Uh, you want to talk about some news? Um, news? Last week, What's going on? Last week we had a big old live stream and we went over the Activision Blizzard uh, hell of that entire scenario. If you want to go more in-depth into our thoughts and discussions of that, you can listen to that last week. It took up most of our news because there's a lot to talk about. A little bit of an update. Um, we have the president of Blizzard, J. Alan Brack, has been ousted. Uh, I don't know what you guys think of that. I, I think welcome. it's kind of... Uh, <laughs> great, we did that. Good job, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Overload, uh, congratulations. To we're me, it seems a bit like... The evil like, is defeated. Yeah. We can pack it up. Pack it and drop the suit. We've sorted now. The guy oh, the fucking God. wallet's gone. I know. The, 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 pu- the puppeteer who's controlling all of this has been vanquished. Yeah, it seems quite inevitable and also empty. And it seems like it's to please investors and not actually any fucking change. But I don't know what you trembling. <laughs> Fuck all happened to Kotick as usual. It'll just fucking... I saw someone... I think it might have been Schreier theorizing that now that he's sacked uh alan brack or whatever the, the donning's name is he kotick has much more control over blizzard now which he's always wanted and he's just gonna like fold that into being a fucking cod support studio so <laughs> bobby yeah. wins as fucking usual i'd be curious to see if any more happens but it seems like oh well it's that's the biggest boss what more can we do and it's like no it's like this clearly is not one dude bobby kotick sitting a... there being like i've tried everything and nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm not hopeful for the future of this, but we can only wait and see. Uh, but also, it's triggering all of other companies to be pressured about you know Ubisoft, who've always always had horrible allegations, and Take Two CEO has not come out saying there is nothing wrong with our company. That that <laughs> good that Activision Blizzard terrible. Not in here. Nothing going on there. That was <laughs> we love crunch, um, but we also love the women. Nothing going on here. <laughs> that was Strauss Zelnick, uh, who's talking about this. Uh, no bad behavior of any kind. There's a zero tolerance approach. Even though I'm looking at a picture of him now, and he looks like actual Lucifer himself. Apologies to Zelnick. <laughs> um, he looks like he just looks like if I found him and he offered a deal to me, I would just be. I should be careful. I uh, see. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It sounds like a lot of. It uh, sounds like a set out of fear there. A guilty mouth, but we'll see. Um, let's move on to other game news. The Valhalla director is leading up the Dead Space remake, which means it's going to be boring as fuck. Um, although, to be fair, maybe I'm being crossed there. Yeah, I think that it, that one they, just they, came from a place of vitriol rather than a critique <laughs> of the Assassin's Creed to franchise. Fair, <laughs> I'm talking about Eric, Eric Baptizat, who was also the lead designer of games like uh, Origins and Black Flag, which are great games. Thank you. So um, may, that is, seems like a, a, a cool, good thing. But uh, the, he was a full-on director of Valhalla, and I think that game is fucking boring as hell. But, you know, Dead, it's a remake. It's not like he's he's 
ch- rewriting the game to add loads of lore that no one cares about for 45 minute chunks at a time. <laughs> You're alright. Um, Valhalla check. I'm over it. Valhalla over it, over it, over it, over it, over it. Over it, over it. I actually what fucking, I turned on my Xbox the other day and Valhalla was just sitting there and I was like, you want to have a go? You want to dip in? I kind of felt like just a, just a wee toe in and then I had like flashbacks of reviewing it and I was like, nah, give it another fucking four or five years and I'll think about it. See, that's me. It's just still sat next to my PS5 in its shrink wrap and I look at it like, what if? What if? Your, sell- your settlement is calling you. Mm. They're dying. Great. Could I um, um, interject with um, some uh, news slash a quiz? I would like both of you to identify this, <laughs> this, a quiz? this juice by me uh, taking the cap off. What are we thinking? I didn't get a lot of view on that, no. but it seemed like quite a big bulky thing. Um, it's a two so liter, like, if, that, if that helps. A two liter? And it's juice. Mm-hmm. But what is Jordan... I'm thinking more about what Jordan drinks, like... What's the name I, I, of the all juice? I'm picturing is a giant is a giant Tuli a bottle of monster because I can't imagine him <laughs> drinking anything else. Mm. I feel like you're kind of like um, either like like a classic like apple juice man or you drink something chaotic like Floridian Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> he is a Sunny D man. No, I've I've no idea, Jordan. Please enlighten us. It's it's, it's the new it's the new craze. It's my new it's my new go to. It's uh, Asda's own Tropical Crush Zero. It's their fake wilt. Very nice. Oh, yeah. you have you talked... Uh, the fact that you've actually talked about this before is troubling. The fact that you've talked about this new Asda lilt <laughs> yeah. is like a, as like a, a common part of your life that's going on. I'm proud of you that that's, um, you've got that in your life. It's, um, it's very nice. It's, it's just, it's even when it's really cold, I could just I could keep drinking it until I died because there's, like, there's no resistance, you know? Sometimes you have a fizzy drink and it's just like pain pain going down your th- this is just smooth. i just can't imagine that not being a mixer like i that's just mixer juice yeah. to the sound uh, of it to me I, it has to have vodka in it and uh and, and nothing else fitness lead in mm. there if it's um, a if it's a soft drink if it's a fizzy drink mm, isn't mm. that fizzy drink us isn't that a fizzy drink a soft drink yeah yeah but you said juice Danny? Ah, it's, it's oh like, christ it's juice it is juice that no, this is no, this is this is actually this is this is a uh, an English Scottish divide. Oh, That's okay. a Scottish thing, Jordan. Also, if you knew that, I don't. I don't see know when, when yeah, when we say juice, we mean like like fruit juice or something that's flat. Go I on, mean call, like oh, so me cordial. A, call me a fucking. Who jock, fucking says cordial? Wankers, wankers. <laughs> fucking juice. Everything in Scotland. Everything. Anything right. that's vaguely liquid state is juice. I don't agree with those that call water juice though, because that's just that's, okay, that's true. That's that's, that's that's step out of the yeah, line. It's purposefully but, misleading. Yeah. Like if yeah, a can a can of juice is like if if it's a can of juice, people I expect to be handling like a can of. So coke like if like, you're having yeah. a roast dinner and you need the gravy, are you like I pass the juice? I pass the <laughs> juice. <laughs> pass the beef juice. <laughs> to be fair, bovril is just beef juice. I was um, thinking about bovril earlier. Bovril is the forbidden bovril juice, right? Ages, man. Love a bovril. Uh, uh, talking of bovrils, uh, that's not a segue. Horizon Forbidden West <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking to be pushed to the Q1 of 2022. There's been whispers about it. I think Grub uh, said it might be happening, but it seems like that's been a little bit. Conf- it's been confirmed by Schreier. <laughs> Sorry, I just love the way that you just last name journalists. It's just yeah, chucking Grub out. <laughs> yeah, yeah Grub, Grub and Grub and Schreier. I, 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 I don't have time to fucking go through that goddamn Phil Birth name. <laughs> Carry the on. Grub, Trying to do a podcast here. Continue. 
Um, and so yeah, Jordan, I want to ask about you this because your video about the reveal was, is this their Christmas game? And it kind of was. This is their, meant to be their Christmas release. And now it looks like they're not going to have any Christmas release. Aye, um, aye this was on Grub Snacks on Giant Bomb. <laughs> Jeff was just like, um, I don't want to be the one to say this, but I might as well. I'm pretty sure that game is 2022. And then Schreier was just like, aye, it's 2022. Not surprising. Um, this is going to keep... I suppose I'm gonna. I say this is gonna keep happening. There's only so many games left that they can actually delay. But um, the the feeling when they didn't give that a date, I always thought that was probably a 2022 game. The mm. the kind of extra point to this rumor was that this will be announced in a direct in September or, or like a PlayStation. What do they call those? There's state of play. State of play. Mm. Um, in September with like here is what's actually happening this year, which. You've got to wonder what that is. They just delete. It isn't actually their game, but they've been promoting a lot that Kena Bridge of Spirits thing. So apart mm-hmm. from that, like what? What do they have? I suppose they've seen Microsoft not have games for Christmas for like seven years in a row, and nothing happens. So they're just like, we can do it once. Um, Honestly, they'll probably just put like one of their consistently selling games on a bit of a sale and be like, just buy Miles Morales for everyone that's still buying PS fives. Like, or, or they just fucking rolled up to. Uh, they rolled up to Druckmann and they were just like, can we just do The Last of Us 2 uh, PS5 now? Just do the director's cut. <laughs> just, just, just do the director's oh, cut now. And then when the TV show comes out, do the remake of one with the director's cut of two in a these, package. These fucking director's cut people who definitely had the director's cut already. Um, like if, if God of War Ragnarok has like a director's cut, I'm going to be fuming. It's the most director game you can possibly ever have. <laughs> um, I mean, it was quite short. Uh, I reckon it could have been extended a few more hours. Uh, the the last of us part two if anything needs to be reduced by about five hours to be a, more of a fucking cogent story but wouldn't know i'm just laughing in agreement anyway yeah uh last of us where we've played that right danny we love that I, game yeah game of the the gen- i love i love when when joe and, oh. and juno go on adventures <laughs> <Joe and Juno>. um, <laughs> <laughs> they kill the zombies they shoot the zombies it's the end of the world yeah exactly they sh- i don't know the shag vampire big arms I don't keep, I don't keep and guitars what, what i got from that sure talking of big arms uh halo infinite technical multiplayer test has been going forward and apparently people seem to be really vibing with it i don't know if you folks have been ca- keeping up I with what fucking, people I think was of it. i was talking about this because i never get into it um yeah, yeah same fuming it's a it's an absolute piss take the the way that their their flighting thing works is if you sign up while one is on you don't get in until the next one it's like i don't give a fuck mate like i just want to play the one that's on the now obviously so um i was i was pissed off um but yeah it does look cool um (laughs) halo multiplayer has always been good what the 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 kind of the defining factor in whether or not this is something i'm pure into is when it comes out what is like the what does the roadmap look like what is the content that keeps me playing what are like the daily challenges and the battle passes and all that shite just the concept of halo multiplayer doesn't really like like, I have the Master Chief collection there. I could just do that. But, yeah, um, I see a lot of people who are kind of really enjoy the Halo multiplayer and then they just, I never really hear about it again. But yeah. I'm not a Halo guy, so I'm not sure. But it seems to be adding a few things. It seems to be actually properly designed about how can we improve it? How can we take things in previous games? How can we make like a new experience? It's not just something that seems to be just tacked on, you know, afterwards. Yeah. Um, reading this uh, Josh West article, friend, friend of the show, show. Um, that's talking about some list of things going on. Um, 
seems to be really enjoying it. Uh, it the, 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 there's equipment that's back from Halo 3 that was removed afterwards. The grapple shot looks really fun. Um, I like the idea of grapple shotting around. That looks really fun. Um, and apparently is solid maps. It seems like uh, a little bit less, I don't know, like kind of floaty and weird for movement and combat. I always put me off Halo a little bit. It always looked like everyone's fucking moonwalking around. Um, it didn't actually seem like as grounded as the FPSs that I usually like. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? Danny, you like Halo multiplayer. What Are you excited for it? You know what? I did like Halo multiplayer. I'm going to go with did because I have <gasps> been off of Halo for a long time. Like I played Guardians and I played a bit of multiplayer in Guardians, but I've not really gone back in a serious capacity. And I just, I feel a little bit tuned out of what's going on with a new Halo, considering how close it allegedly is. Um, uh-huh. And I, I read through this article and I was like, yeah, this sounds good, but it does feel like a completely new era now. It's not just going to be a multiplayer game where you rank up based on how good you are and you unlock things in the game and that's it. Like, there is going to be a battle pass, there's going to be microtransactions, there's going to be the whole new generation side stuff that we don't really know anything about yet. And yeah, I think I just need to I need to wake up and get excited for Halo again because it's been so long that i'm just kind of not right now that makes sense mm-hmm. like yeah. i'm sort of like yeah, dormant totally. at, the, at the minute like not really knowing what i'm gonna get and as much as i like halo multiplayer it feels like one of those things that's not gonna feel like it did when i played it like in like halo 3 at its peak you know it's, i don't mm-hmm. know if we're gonna get that big halo resurgence again or maybe There's too many games for that to happen now. yeah like it can't if, if you can't go home again like games that kind of cycle of a game being the thing, like there's too many big games for that to realistically happen again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm I'm more curious about what they've done with the single player campaign and what that is going to look and feel like. Because like you said, you know that Halo multiplayer has always been good and it will likely still be good in this new version, but where they took the campaign in 5 and how they're going to redeem themselves from that is the thing that I'm curious about. And we just don't know anything about it and it's coming out in two months. Like, no, it isn't. Not it? fucking isn't. <laughs> it's, it's just. I think. I think my prediction: the multiplayer will come out this year, and they'll delay the single player. Yeah, game. yeah. I I can kind of see that, but I'm I'm far more interested in in what the game is in a single player capacity. Yeah. Random uh, news. I didn't include this, but um, do you want to talk about the Pez to E football thing, Jordan? I feel like we never really covered that before because there was oh, news yeah, recently God, that that's just going to be a, a fucking demo at launch. Like, there's going to be nothing in it. Yeah, so Pro Evolution Soccer, or PES, has been renamed after 20-odd years. It's called Winning Eleven in Japan, which I always thought was a better name. Um, but it will now be called eFootball. And, um, <laughs> I say that's why I laugh every time. <laughs> so, and, and they're launching it as a free-to-play thing where, at the start, there's eight teams, eight big teams that they've partnered with in a couple of modes. And people were talking about this like it's pure revolutionary, but they're, they're idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. Pez have been doing this for years. They would release the normal version of the game in September, and then in January they would release Pez Lite, which was free to play and exactly this. So the, the groundwork right. has been set for ages, but obviously like, journalists that know nothing about nothing don't, don't know that. Um, mm-hmm. The problem with Pez is it still controls like absolute fucking garbo like i played that i played the beta for this new pez hated it i don't like playing fifa but it's like i feel like i have some control over my players pez is just a fucking joke shop 
Um, I don't like playing FIFA, Jordan Midler. Uh, <laughs> don't like playing FIFA. It's a fucking. It's a. It's a, it's a bad game. Um, You've got more hours in that game than I have in life. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the people are like, oh, this is going to make EA go free to play because they're going to lose so much money to fucking EFA. No <laughs> one's going to play this. No one, no one on earth is going to play this game. Fucking um, wiping tears with their, their FIFA box money. Yeah, people like, <laughs> people think they know how much money FIFA makes EA. They do not, they do not comprehend just how much money and just how reliable the money is that they make on that. FIFA is fine. Mm. There is, there is going to be no change to FIFA. And I think everyone that was like, oh, this is going to force EA's hand. It's like, I force EA's hand <laughs> to make Pez a fucking wanking fucking motion nothing. and laugh at Pez. Like, it's, um, it's just going it's it's to force Zafrakakes to change his MO a little bit. That's, that's all that's going to happen. <laughs> nah, if I was Zafrakakes, I would just be emulating like Pez 5. That's, that's yeah, that's true. One. That's true. You don't um, have to. No, no evolution necessary. Um, I, I, every time you say EA, I'm thinking, did you ever see that video of Travis Scott falling down a hole in the stage? No. <laughs> Oh, fuck, it's fucking incredible. He's auto-tuned and he's walking down the stage and he's going, what's up, London? And then he fucking falls straight down a trap door. And because he's auto-tuned, his scream is auto-tuned. So he goes, Ea! <laughs> and then drops to the ground. And yeah, every time you say Ea, I think of, I think of Ea. Um, uh, Harry, can you drop that in post, the, that clip right here? <laughs> Have you ever seen the video of, do you know the, the band Black Veil Bride? I sure do. <laughs> So yeah, I sure do, Christ. I went to high school, what do you mean? So, <laughs> have you seen the video of the lead guy, Andy Beersack? He, he like, oh, I'm very familiar. He, he climbs, he's like doing a mall appearance and he climbs onto this like side part to the side of the stage and he's like singing and he, he's like trying to jump jump back and he just fucking cuts his ribs off the stage <laughs> and falls off. Oh, it's so funny. And it just, <laughs> it's like obviously hurt like fuck because it doesn't just pop back oh. up. It just... <laughs> One of my cl- one of my one of my closest friends is obsessed with Andy Pierce. That's why I know. Uh, at oh least my was. God, that was uh, that can cheer me up at a funeral. Honestly, seeing seeing that video of him fucking smash his ribs off the side of the stage. I've I've dropped the Sorry, video in our chat, so the, the listeners uh, at home will have heard it, but yeah. you can hear it yourselves. Oh, uh, right. so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we need an edit of that perfect. with yeah, and then it's in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think it's actually been done, but I don't know. It's, it's such a fucking great video. Oh god! All um, right, okay. Anyway, Ooh, back in the uh, fucking final news is just uh, about Wayward Realms was has been announced with a trailer. It's like a bit nothing trailer. Basically, these former Elder Scrolls devs have made this new game RPG called The Wayward Realms. And it's meant to have this crazy scale, saying it's highly ambitious, never seen before anything like it. It says in like the Steam page that they're going to have like multiple cities with like hundreds of thousands of NPCs that you can interact with, uh, and like forests and all this kind of stuff that you can do on uh, from these OG devs. I don't know who with that's with their studio. Uh, I just once lost games. Um, so what do we? Do we do, think that's going to actually happen no. or is that going to be like a <laughs> <laughs> come on don't the take simple the though. come on like this this screams like those kickstarter campaigns you see that have like one dollar back and then it's this guy in his bedroom like i want to make the world of warcraft of gta games every city is going to have fifty thousand million people in it and you can all you can all have jobs and you can all fucking you can you can make clothes and sell them it's like come on just 
if it's your first game, just do what fucking uh, the the worlds did, and like do like a Fallout style RPG, like at a scale, and then do something big. Like it's yeah, but like it, this isn't like those early access games. Like I'm gonna make a crazy open world thing, and they fall short. But this is like. Uh, these are people who have worked on Elder Scrolls that know what it's like to work on these kind of games at a large scale. Oh, so they have experienced that kind of thing. The Outworlds team was that as well. But they, they just yeah. didn't have the resources or the, uh, you know, but, the scope. But also, yeah, Outworlds closed their scope. Like, Outworlds didn't go bigger. They went, let's just go isolated little planets and focus on kind of narrative and story and um, making like a better experience. True, but they had much more ambition like, um, initially. And yeah. they, you know, they ended up scaling it down because that was what was necessary. Yeah, you might be seeing that with the Wayward Realms, but um, they're talking absolutely fucking pish. This will not happen. To call it now, this is my lock of the week. (laughs) Elder Scrolls Arena and Daggerfall leads. See, Daggerfall was probably quite small. Um, Elder Scrolls Arena Mm -hmm. did not play it, so Elder Scrolls Arena and Daggerfall are not great creds and what like. But we're just a bunch of you know. the ambitions. Then I, I I don't doubt that they have the skill in uh, in this. But like Elder Scrolls, it's six is is still in production at Bethesda, which is probably going to be very ambitious as well. So it's hard to compete. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to at least have competition. You know, have like a big RPG that people dig into that isn't just the latest Elder Scrolls or like a, a fucking Witcher or a Fallout, like just a little bit of sidebar uh, competition. It also isn't just a, a, some, a, a Japanese MMORPG that <laughs> I see in Monster Factory sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will see. I'll be Great. cautiously optimistic about what they make, but I, I, I can't imagine it standing up to the scale of other games like it. Never, Talking about never not standing up to... Talk about not standing up to scale of other things. I don't know. My segues aren't great this week. <laughs> Jordan, you tweeted a couple of days ago about was it yesterday about we indie shops you went into as a kid. Um, yes. And I guess I wanted to pick your brains about that because you see a lot less than now. Uh, we we've talked about it on the podcast before about the, some legendary shops that like just gave you games fucking two days early. I don't know where you found these shops, but um, these magical shops. And I guess we wanted to talk about like actually going into a shop and buying a game with your hands um paying for game forgotten a long mm-hmm, time exactly. ago um so this was like i can talk about this freely now because the company went into liquidation in 2018 um, so, <laughs> um kings game center was like a scottish kind of franchise of of like independent game shops there was like eight of them or so they were in like Kilmarnock and air and places like this and there was one in the paisley center in paisley and um it was the fucking best place in the world. Like the people that worked there were super nice and super funny and just like didn't give a fuck. And like they would literally it got to the point where they had my number and they would text me as the postman was coming in with new games and just well, just come and get your fucking copy. I think what helped this was I was literally spending like all my so money much in there. Fucking like money. a ridiculous amount of money in there. You're like a shareholder in that company yeah. at like age twelve. Like I would just one day uni was cancelled, so I just went into Game Center and bought a fucking PS Vita just because I was like, nothing else to do today. Let's just go and patronize Game Center. And um, mm. yeah, the, the Game Center was brilliant. It was like, it wasn't one of these. Uh, while it did break street date for me, it was because I was at, it broke street date for regulars. It wasn't like the one that everyone in Glasgow knows is G Force, which is now uh-huh. like dearly departed as well. Um, 
it was on Union Street in Glasgow, quite close to the Cat House, where it was literally, that was the place where the, the story always goes, they had Modern Warfare 2 two weeks early and just put it out in the shelves. <laughs> like, they just didn't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, it got me thinking, like, where did you two buy your games growing up? Growing up, was it just in a game? Were there local shops, or what? What was the, what, what was the vibe back then? And do you have any, do you have any stories about buying games? Because I have, I have a few, I, but I'll let you go. I just show a Wikipedia page to like the butler, and he would just go. And ten minutes later, I just have it. Um, but uh, no, I, I'll, I'll let Danny go first. As someone who worked in a game shop, imagine there's probably association there. I did interesting one because I remember sort of like growing up. I don't think there was any like independent video game stalls, at least none that I was aware of. Really, um, Hull didn't really have that, um, but we did have. Um, we had game stations, and I think that yeah. game station was the one that I have mm. super fond memories of. Like there was one uh, that, like in every like the three shopping centers in the center of Hull, and each shopping center had a game station at one point um, back in its peak. And then obviously they all became games when uh, game bought game station. Um, but there was one uh, in particular that I absolutely loved going in. Uh, and it had like two fucking floors and I, I don't have any like particularly good memories of of buying games like I can certainly remember specific games that I bought but one thing that I really miss is midnight launches and that's something that just oh, doesn't yeah. have a value anymore in a digital era and I just they, I mean they were shite they, they were mostly shite like the first one I went to was the Halo 3 one and I was a bit too young to be there but uh I went anyway, um, but the one what that I legend, really man. remember. Fucking what, a, what a Chad. <laughs> the one that I really remember was the Skyrim midnight launch, and I remember it being absolutely Fuck huge. Make your soul. And the, Fuck it yeah, up. <laughs> no, no, like um, the, the vibe of it was just insane because there was hundreds of people there, all super excited to uh, t- to get it, and it was all just like nerds, you know, like horrible nerds. And horrible, Jordan. It was it was fucking November. It was bloody freezing, and we were all just stood outside. Like me and a couple of pals just stood there, and there would be people that you knew in the queue from around, and you're all like, "Oh, we're all here to get Skyrim." And then you'd get in, and you'd be in the queue for fucking hours, and the staff would come around with like like promotional snacks, and you could get little fucking gimmicky toys, um, like promotional items and stuff, just because you were there. There was a whole cool vibe and like i think about it and i'm like would i go to one now and i'm like nah probably not because i don't want to be stood in a queue for hours to get a game do i get recognized oh my god is that you for gi <laughs> god can i, I make a can um, i make an observation because when you, t- when you talk about that and I, I might be wrong but it just made me think like i can't imagine going to a place where like there's physical gamers in a space all about this one thing because gaming is like not a very physical collection of people plays like you know sports you've got physical collection cinemas you've got all people flocking the same thing that can vibe together games you don't really have those places where you're all in the same room and excited about a thing you're generally just kind of behind a fucking screen licking your balls somewhere yeah was that like a fun aspect yeah i think those launches are the moments that you realize you like the those launches are the moments that you realize how big gaming actually is when you just see the sheer fucking volume of people like um so the the only midnight launch I ever went to, and it wasn't really a midnight launch, it was just I went to the shops at midnight to get the <laughs> game, was my, my aunt used to work in, in Asda, 
funnily enough, my aunt used to work in the Asda that I now live quite near to. It's where it's fucking ah. times a flat circle. She um, shower front and of it was the for GTA Four. So in two thousand two thousand and eight, GTA Four. Mm. Um, so I was in second year, and my dad took me down at like half 11 and there was this big fucking massive line man honestly like yeah a, a ridiculous amount of people and man just like <laughs> swaggered out with a copy having no idea really <laughs> what it was and it was just like oh, here you go just you just go and take that then out and everyone was just like oh what the fuck how's he got this absolute and king obviously <laughs> my dad had to be there to buy it for me because i was like fucking you've, you've, you've had the, i can't believe you've had the freebie connection since like age 13 you've got it since like birth you've just got the hustle oh, yeah. in your blood I, I, to get I've, free shit in the like, games industry, I I, ref- I refused to wait until fucking games come out um to uh to get them. The yeah, other, I think I, the I think big I... one that I talk about all the time was getting the PS4 three day three days early because Game Center text maybe like it's here. We've put yours in a bin bag. We'll meet you at the back door. And I drove, <laughs> my dad drove us up. My dad drove us up. He opened the the guy who worked in the Game Center opened the back door to the Paisley Center. He handed me this bin bag. I got in the car and drove away. It was fucking. That's did incredible. you pay? Like, did, was there a handover of money? Oh, like I had spent like for the PS4. I traded in so much like uh, 360 shit. I got the PS4 every launch game and another controller and it was paid off like three months before it came out like, i was like fucking cartman waiting for the wii like i was so fucking excited for the <laughs> see i Fuck i don't know hell. like i think i remember like going to to midnight launches and shit but i think the, the really cool thing was like working one um and just the whole vibe of like yeah. working one and then like managing doesn't and, sound cool to me <laughs> and over, i know but like, I, I i oversaw the, the xbox one launch and it was just um well, not oversaw, but I worked it. And it was just, the atmosphere was just so good. And it, it's it's a bit like, you know, when you watch E3 and everyone gets really excited about the games because you're all watching it at the same time. It was like that, but like yeah. a physical kind of presence. And it makes me a little bit sad that like, I went to my last midnight launch, like not really knowing that that was the last one I'd ever go to. <laughs> and now they're just yeah, not really like a big, mm. a bit, or like, to, to my knowledge, they, they might still be massive and I might just be old and out of touch. But I, the last one I went to was the Destiny launch. I was really excited oh, about Destiny, um, and I played it for like a week, and then I finished it, not really understanding the concept of live games, and then I traded it in <laughs> like after a week. <laughs> and that's where not, I fell off Destiny, much. and I've not got back in since. But I think it's not midnight uh, launches anymore. The thing I see more than anything is people camping out for fucking graphics cards. Mm. Like you see TikToks yeah, of people yeah, waiting for thirty yeah. nineties, and they turn up and there's fifth. They're like, "Yeah, it's two days before, so we're gonna go at the Best Buy." Fifty people in front of them, and, then, and they're like, "Okay, now it's the day." And they turn around and there's like a fucking Celtic Park worth of people behind them. Like, what's <laughs> it, this? This like hyper exclusive and hyper difficult to find like consumer electronics is kind of forcing people to do that ridiculous mm. shit it was happening in the pokemon community for a while but then the pokemon company responded by overprinting every single set so now these scalpers are like like swimming in pokemon <laughs> cards and the pokemon card the pokemon company have actually responded amazingly in terms of just being like fine if, if people can't get this stuff we will reprint it until there is too much of it mm. whereas obviously because of the chip shortage like nvidia are just like we don't have any more yeah. we can't do this <laughs> like, we just can't just fucking turn the email off at home fucking get the miners to just to get more materials yeah there's still 10 million ps5s and you can't go and buy one yet like <laughs> i know it's yeah a, it's an insane I, I made situation. A, I, 
Chris, but when it comes to game launches, I, I made a call before in a podcast, and I think, I'm not sure if you correct me or not, or if I, but I think Fallout 4 was like the last physical lines out the door launch that I can think of. Yeah, it Fallout was really was physical. Yeah. Like, I can't remember what happened. Yeah, they had the whole, like, I distinctly remember seeing pictures of people in games with the Pip-Boy masks and shit like that. Like, they had mm-hmm. all that shit, but... Yeah, because yeah. the Pit boy thing was, like, also a great physical thing that people like to get as well. I remember that being a thing. FIFA still FIFA still brought in the crowds, at least. That didn't, like... True. Like, 20... 20... What fucking year is it? 2019? So, <laughs> the, the, the thing that it used to be with FIFA for, like, the first day or whatever, Asda would sell FIFA at, like, a massive discount. Like, if it was 50 quid in-game, Asda would sell it for £32, like, on launch night. So, that was, a, again, a ridiculously massive uh, queue for people going to get FIFA. Like, it's it's certain weird ones. GTA... the For GTA 6, it'll happen again. There's no doubt. Mm. They'll, they'll, it would have happened for the consoles if it wasn't for the fucking plague. Take two, because... Now, if you want a game and you want it at midnight, you can just fucking download it on your beast internet. But like, what would mm-hmm. motivate you to want to go to like a physical midnight launch? Like, what game would it have oh. to be, and like, what would the incentive be? Fucking nothing. I don't know what situation would be where I'm like forced into a fucking meat space, unless like if game had some amazing collector's edition that for some That's reason you thinking, could only yeah. get it physically and couldn't get it delivered for whatever reason but like like if there is some god in, in my list of god tier franchises there is some new thing that had a collector's edition that i needed and it would only it was only physical and had to go which wouldn't fucking happen but if that did happen yeah i, I would mean, probably would find myself doing that if i lived in glasgow you get like like collectible and not like massive figures or anything, but you got like exclusive merch if you went down to some like the Halo Four one. You got like uh, little pins shaped like energy swords, which I was proper stoked oh, wow. about. Um, and you got <laughs> Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. They had like barrels, and I remember having this just fu- using a fucking branded barrel as a table for like two years because they were giving them away. <laughs> There's stuff like that, you know. Like I-, I like that, but in the in our era of tat, I don't think it would allure me that much maybe we, we'll go to the titan 4-3 launch like the overload gang i mean if we're not fucking in titan 3 <laughs> i know they, yeah. put, they put fucking the red versus blue guys in halo 3 like talking at a door that's if that's not us i mean come on <laughs> the, uh, the fact that then again they like fucking made a massive international franchise out of halo and they got a voice note behind a door <laughs> like we just like yeah. the game exactly <laughs> Excuse me, I've been on the character. Like, I want to fuck. I should, we should. This should be a uh, Titan called like JM ninety seven. Some late breaking news. Oh, uh, Well, it's not really. It's not really late breaking, but the new the new Game Pass games have been added, and one of them is Hades. But more importantly, Skate and Skate oh, Three is on Game Pass. Oh, lads. cheeky! Oh, Skate Three on cheeky. Game Pass. Is it? Well, and Skate- and and the Overload game of the century. Art of Rally. I was just about to say, I just got an email. I got an email about Art of Rally. (laughs) Fucking hell. I was opening the email to check if I could actually say that Art of Rally was on Game Pass. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Art of Rally. What a game. Well, you've played, I can't be mad because you've played God of War now. That was the game that you were playing instead of God of War, I think. And I was mad about it. So you can just chill. Um, But that's fine. 
You've, I can relax. I can relax. I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. Camp, camp uh, I didn't have much um, indie shopper or physical stuff from my perspective. I lived in a, a, in a, in a Tory town. Didn't really have any game shops. Like, well, I didn't have game shops. So to go to games, you had to go to your kind of game in, in Brayhead. Um, didn't really go to any indie stuff. And The game in Brayhead lo- shut? Uh, did you know the game in Brayhead really? is For shut? Real? It's done. It's fucking gone. It is over. I couldn't believe it. Like I was in Brayhead last week and I was like, oh, I'll go in and fucking see how much they're charging for fifa 09 probably 50 pound and it was shut mm-hmm. it's, it's gone that was that's one of the, it's one of the entertainment pillars of our community i know <laughs> it, it's that's like the fucking showcase in linwood shutting down like it's fucking exactly oh, right let's King. let's move on to the pack use i love the patrons get, get the us out. questions every bloody week and we love them for it and the first one is from Elderly Goose who asks, getting near the dreaded Q4 now, what's currently Are your we game fuck? of the year? It's, like, it's barely hell, Q3. Elderly Goose, let me get through Q3. I I'm know, still doing Jesus Q2 Christ. financials. Just simmer. Panicking. It's approaching. Panicking. People have to do Christmas planning now. Um, <laughs> the game of the year is Returnal. Next question. It's actually uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but... Tech demo. <laughs> let it go. I think it's Hitman. I think it's Hitman 3 for me. I've not even fucking completed it. That's the first show. I forgot that was this year. Yeah. I, 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 I always forget Hitman 3 came out this year. Wild. Mm. Um, Been a long year. The Game of the Year podcast yeah. will be brutal. Locking <laughs> <laughs> um, us in a room exactly. for a full day and, until we have an answer. Well, it will be brutal for you because I'm I'm still not that into Returnal and Danny's never played it. So um, so it's not our collective Game of the one. Year, is it? It's yours. I'll fucking, yeah, but we got our fucking filibuster. <laughs> uh, the death loop's gonna come out. That'll be a big one for me. Yeah. Um, Stray's gonna come out. You know, could be could be the cat oh, game. The cat game could swoop Let's it. fucking go. Yeah. I can't think of any that's the Christmas game this year that's gonna fucking tackle me more than Returnal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also Sable's coming out this year, so that might be a contender for me as well. Because I love that's that. No, that's not getting anywhere near the top fucking one hundred. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that'll be it, that, mine. Is still most. I think. It, I think. It, I think it is Hitman Three right now. To be honest, uh, Ratchet and Clank is pretty fucking good, though. Will admit, not bad, not bad game. Um, Jin Jotun asks, "What's an unannounced game that you firmly believe is getting worked on? Whether that's just ideas phase or already gone gold?" Can't say GTA Six. All right, all right. I'm gonna <laughs> leak something now that uh, I'm gonna leak tomorrow. Oh, here we go. Hell yeah. <laughs> GTA 7? <laughs> GTA 7. Shh, shh. Or Rally 2? Um, Titanfall 3. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, all right, all right, okay. Let, um, me, let me think. Well, if... GI News Editor confirms Titanfall 3 is being worked on on Indie Podcast. <laughs> hmm. I, f- I feel like there's a lot in that sway of, like, kind of, like, Sony fucking respawn IP slump like who has star wars at the moment like spider-man marvel spider-man 2 absolutely that is um i would put money on that happening that's fair that first game was ridiculously successful for them and the word on the street is that disney so disney was fuming that during the pandemic it had barely any video games to rely on for income so they basically went to everyone and said what star wars game do you want to do what marvel game do you want to do so there's going to be a Mm -hmm. A big explosion of... Someone should do a fucking Wolverine game, man. Get Platinum to do a Wolverine game. That'd be amazing. Who play Wolverine? The the Wolverine North, North. game is good. Oh, yeah. I should play Wolverine. Schnicked Bub. Give me your Wolverine voice, Harry. 
No, <laughs> absolutely not. Okay, I refuse. Oh, okay, okay, Harry, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a, a line read for the, the, the line. Um, your your line is you're dead, bucko. You're dead, bucko. Was that good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's something on the tape there. I think we just need one, <laughs> just one more for safety. You know, just just. You're you're dead, bu- bucko. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. I think, can we work with this? Give me, can you give are, me the claws? We, I, I I feel like I need the claws to like feel we are so fucking the person. Sad. What are we going to fucking do with this? Why did they, why did they hire us? We are fu- <laughs> Wait, that's great, Harry. Uh, your, great. your mics we, we your mics it. are on. I can it. still hear. No, that's what you're what you're saying. That's echo. That's that's the phalan- <laughs> the phalanges are really moraying in there for you. That's it's a, it's an it's an audio illusion. <laughs> Theo asks, "How do you guys personally feel about microtransaction-heavy games? Do you think they make themselves make yourselves slash the industry slash the world better or worse? What do you think about regulation?" Christ, fucking <sighs> over to Jordan, fucking Midler, the <laughs> lover and hater of microtransactions. Um, um, yes, yeah, they should be regulated because it's certain and certain like fucking iterations of them. They are gambling. I don't mind microtransactions when it is like so. In Titanfall 2, you could buy skins and shit, mm. and that is technically a microtransaction, but that's fine. See if it's a microtransaction that doesn't affect gameplay and it's just for a skin. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck that's about that, honestly. That, yeah. I think people that spend too much time worrying about that stuff, Jim Sterling, I think that's just too much. Um, but, and that, that like detracts from the actual problem, which is like the gambling and the fucking card packs and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked. I don't think it. It makes the industry look worse because a lot of the time the only he- mainstream headlines games get recently are like, child spends 14 grand on FIFA packs. <laughs> but, <laughs> and you're the child. <laughs> it's um, me, I, I am the I, child. What I notice differently is a lot of people are, are less... I think those phrases of microtransactions were like the worst thing you can do for a game. It's like, oh, fuck, this game has microtransactions. But what I'm reading through a lot of reviews because I have to read through a lot of reviews for my job. Um, and... I see a lot of stuff being like, why can't you make this game just go free to play, just add microtransactions? Like, people, gamers would rather have a microtransaction game that's cheap than pay £15 for a game. Is what, I, is what I'm seeing in a lot of comments and forums and, like, in, in waves of, like, this is too expensive, just make it, like, microtransactions-y. I'm fine with that. Which I didn't see 10 years ago. Yeah. Or uh, five years ago. I... I- I I feel like I have a fucking warped perception of it because so many of them, the games that I love, are microtransaction heavy. But um, yeah, it's it's a weird one. Th- they're fine in moderation, but like corporations cannot be moderate. So it's weird. Quiet, ha- having dumped two grand on Marvel Clash of Champions. Uh, no comment at this time. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like in the same camp as Jordan. Like anything cosmetic. Uh, it's just kind of whatever it enhances your personal experience of, of the gameplay and if you want to pay more then I guess that's your prerogative to do so but anything that changes the the structure of the game or anything that enhances your gameplay in any way is just I don't like that I don't like that so mm-hmm. yeah but you know companies Great. can't not be greedy about it so that's a shame but it is a good way to to monetize a game and and keep people playing a game uh in this era of many many games like going back to what we said about halo earlier mm-hmm. can you imagine people picking up halo and sticking to halo on like 
when there's so many other multiplayer games out there or does it need something like a battle pass yeah. and microtransactions to survive yeah doesn't x defiant come out like tomorrow or the day that this is going out uh, probably who knows that'll be fun um i'll ask the next question that's right if you guys Go on. um homolodic asks why does turn-based combat still exist in the year of our lord 2021 in rpg games like final fantasy pokemon unicorni etc personally i've been waiting for a hack and slash or just generally more free fighting system in these games for a long time as i've always found the turn-based combat a big turn-off since it removes so much tension intensity and skill to fighting segments i agree this is, um... but Lots and lots of people do like that. Yeah, I, I was going to. Firstly, this is an interesting take from our D and D GM. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Du- a Dungeon Dragons master. <laughs> I hate this turn-based combat. Um, but no, I think I, I think there's games like Final Fantasy. I would definitely be more interested in games like Final Fantasy and Pokemon uh, if they had like a hack and slash element as well. But Pokemon is built on that turn-based thing, and I think a lot of rpgs also are uh like divinity for example i enjoy mm-hmm. the turn-based uh, element of divinity so i think there's a place for it but maybe some games could be a bit more free with it as well you've just fallen oh, into a fucking trap there danny because both final fantasy 7 remake and final fantasy 15 are hacking <gasps> so get oh, it's true. It's true. well i'm not a final fantasy fan so You've just been fucking done. You've been you've been fucking well, harmed. Yeah, well there we go. Like <laughs> harm, fucking ch- shut up challenge. Oh. Exactly. A Wayne talk pish. <laughs> um, I I kind of agree. I think turn based can get a bit boring. And like, I wish like Persona was fucking. If Persona was an action game like Persona Strikers is, like if the main series was like that, I'd much prefer it. Pokemon has to be a turn based game. Like. There are fucking nine hundred Pokemon. Are you going to like come up with a <laughs> combat system for all nine hundred of them to fit in? Like fucking batter in a Snorlax. Oh, also, yeah, like also the idea is you're not playing as the Pokemon. You're the fucking trainer, like giving them instructions. So it makes sense that it's turn based. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that um, makes sense. Nino Kuni is a funny one because the second game, Nino Kuni Two, is apparently amazing, and it's like four quid on PS4 that I was considering. Getting oh, it, I but... didn't know that. Hmm. I mean, it's made by Level Five. They make. Professor Layton and that, and so that's the well, and they have such good animating teams all the fucking time, but well, not my kind of game, so uh, not super into that. But that's fine. Uh, Owen Tre asks if you were promoted to the head of Sonic Team and had full control over the direction of their next title, what would Rehire. you change? I'd go into the server room. I'd go into the server room with a fire <laughs> axe and just sort of barren everything I see, wipe all the hard drives. I'm rehiring you, Junaka. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I give him full director, <laughs> full creative control. Like control. Naka's Sonic the Hedgehog. That's the full title. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know, I don't right. have uh, many, the, many horses. From the illuminative mind of, of Naka. <laughs> it's uh, not like I've got a horse in the Sonic race, so I put a fucking gun to my head. <laughs> just make a. Just, I don't know. Just make like a. They, they did Sonic Mania. Do another two D Sonic. People like that. Um, no i'd make a really bad 3d sonic like another one like uh, undescribably indefensibly bad that would be so what funny if just, just remastered sonic 06 but it looks worse somehow just in time for it, just get, get it remastered nothing. for 2026 just in time for the fucking anniversary so do you remember <laughs> the how how's it pronounced like chow chow garden yeah chow the chow Ga- garden. so the chow garden from sonic adventure 2 and sonic advance i want like a 
a full version of that, but it's like Animal Crossing, where you just manage like a little chow village. Like a full huge scale of that. Like just bin Sonic off. I don't care. Maybe he can be like like he can be an NPC somewhere. Don't really care about him. But I want I want a big chow game. Big chow. Imagine going up to like we stall and then Sonic the Hedgehog and he's like, Hi, would you like a chili dog? And it's like, I Sonic. <laughs> and I just shoot yeah, him. He's irrelevant to, to my dreams at Sonic team. He's irrelevant to my dreams. He's not okay, relevant to my right. dreams. Well Thank you to the patrons. We're gonna move on to talk a little bit about Overload coverage you can watch, listen, and read, which include a lot of Arksmith stuff. Bethel Games released their new game, Arksmith. I interviewed the director, Nick Tringali. You can see that on our YouTube channel. We talked about generally about all things about the game, his sci-fi experience, where the studio might be going next, and what it was like to kind of take the mantle of director as Mike Bethel has been directing all the games up to this point. And Jordan did the review and seemed to think it's a good time. I do not have an, I do not have an Oculus Quest two, so yeah, it's a cool, I could it's not a cool play game. It. It's um, very clever. It's uh, the story's nice and like not pure intrusive, and it's a seated VR experience. So I don't feel like my arms are gonna fucking die um, <laughs> every five seconds. Although because it is fiddling about on like wee machines, my arms did start to feel tired because like. If you're doing that at a desk, you have the desk to lean on, but I was still trying to lean on just thin air, so I just had tension in my arms the entire time. But yeah, it's a cool game. Mm-hmm. I wish um, more people could uh, play it. But... Yeah, good time. Um, we talked about Forgotten Sea at the top. Me and Jordan played there on a quick play. I'd recommend watching the quick play. If you, it's, it's kind of hard. It's a hard game to describe, as you can hear me flubbering about it. Um, you can. So there's a lot of kind of funny moments in that. Like there's a scene which I think every player probably reached at the start of the game when there's a there's a woman screaming and crying about a, a guy with a weapon who might commit a sin. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go wait in this, this shrine over here when you get back. And she walks off. The whole shrine collapses in on her. Very and good. it's a horrible sight Jesus. to behold. Very and good you walk stuff. off to it. And there's a sign next to it that just says, this shrine will collapse in on itself if you walk into it. <laughs> um, and of course, in the time loop. Did I mention there was a time loop? I probably didn't even mention the fucking whole time loop thing. It's a time loop game. You Great. bloody love a time I'm loop. so good at explaining games. I make I make game trailers for like a living right now. And, and this is how I describe games. Oh, yeah, time loop. Fucking yes. And last week we talked about an upcoming feature. It has not been out. It is about sports psychology in Golf Story. It's a very fun feature. It's by um, Joshua. I always forget the last fucking names. I always forget the last fucking names. Robin, I believe. Sorry. Ruben, Robin. Robin. Even he doesn't remember. She checked check the website. Uh, you can check the website overlook.co.uk and of course we have a, an extensive review from Jordan J. Midler Robin on, I knew it was fucking Robin hell yeah on the Xbox donut um, didn't seem to enjoy it nah not great Still late to it, but it looks so good pathetic 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 <laughs> fucking bastard anyway um, um I don't the bells are ringing no I'm not, I'm not I know, I was about to say, there's, there's, a, there's a church across the road and I can just see, I can see <laughs> one of the clock hands crossing the other, which means it's time. What's the name of the game? Welcome back to The Name of the Game, the number one podcast quiz in the universe. If you're not familiar with The Name of the Game, I read a series of clues pertaining to the name of a video game. After each clue, Danny and Harry each get one guess. If they are incorrect, they will hear this sound garlic bread they cannot guess again until the next clue has been 
red last week on the live episode was Dr. Kawashima's <laughs> brain training. <laughs> How old is your brain? God <laughs> that damn no it. one and got. It was, and, I, and I got it. I got it. And yet you fucking had to drag it out and get the exact same wording. So it was a Jordan point, which I'm happy with because we don't get many Jordan points. Yeah. At least it's not another like, sixth point to Danny, <laughs> um, which I believe is how many I'm behind right now. This game was released in North America and Europe on the 22nd of April, 2016. Ah, oh, thank God. We've been having a lot of fucking 2005s when I was a child. Um, right, it's 2016. We've done this before. We've gone through the ringers on this. Fuck. I know the ones that came out Christmas time, pretty sure. But it could be a lot of fucking things. I will just hazard my guess now and say um, stop uh, Overwatch. Garlic bread. Actually, it's not because before the podcast you said it's a shiter, so it's going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think of that period. I, I, I this isn't a shiter, but stop. Is it Metal Gear Solid Five? Garlic bread. That was 2015 September first or fifteenth. It was developed by. Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development Division and Platinum Games. I feel like we've had this before. Am I crazy? I've definitely not had this. Okay. Um, Fuck me. 2016 Nintendo. Um... Danny's gone very quiet and always scares me. She's got her phone out. <laughs> she, she probably did. On the stream as well, that was disgraceful. She was probably like eyes down, wouldn't respond to our, our, our comments. <laughs> it's called, it's called like, comedy. Without, she wouldn't show us, wouldn't show us our comedy. hands. Fucking disgraceful. You say comedy, I say fucking crimes. <laughs> well, um, one man's comedy is another man's crime. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck me. Okay. It's probably like some no it can't be like any of the main characters i don't think i just that's a sneaky studio that probably made a big game um it surely has to be like one of the fucking shitey sport ones because we had like ace ace tennis and that was one of the ones that was like a a mix that fucked us up oh i i fucking there was some sports games in the box charts earlier um or it could be a weird off one. Feels a bit. Stop. Yes. Was it Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, 2016. Gr- uh, great guess. I wouldn't. I didn't know what was version it was. I was like, Galaxy oh, Red. Ooh. Damn. I already thought that would be it. Um. Oh, it could be. Was this on Wii U or 3DS? I'm not sure. Um. Stop. Was it, uh, I think it, they had a Star Fox game that year. Was it Star Fox Zero? Fucking hell. Fuck Good yes. work. Good work. I, I almost think it's Bayonetta because I feel like Nintendo <clears throat> might have had a weird Bayonetta thing going on, but um, probably wrong. Yeah. yeah, 69 Metacritic, all the rest. Star Fox Zero. Well Cheeky done. Cheeky little Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Starbucks? Starbucks Zero. I want a fucking Zero. Starbucks. And I... Um, 
and I can't even cheat because I got a new phone today and it's currently fucking dead in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> that was a clutch. Oh, right. Uh, take us home, child. I got a win, lads. Um, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to support us, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overload. We took some questions on the patrons. You can, if any uh, tier of patron, you can chat to us about the podcast stuff. You can also hear our updates, announcements of upcoming things, like teasers of things that's upcoming, all that good stuff. And some of those top patrons get read out right now. And those cool people are Alex Winter. Legend. Legend. Amy, legend, legend. homologic, legend. legend, Aaron Bain, legend, legend. Becky legend. Hamilton, legend, elderly goose, legend, legend, ginger Joseph, legend, legend, Greg, legend, legend. and Sean McCloskey, legend, legend. fantastic. Um, <sighs> make sure to follow us at Overload UK. Generally, forgot how to do an outro there. It just completely wiped for me. You can follow me. At Harry is late. I have been joined by Jordan Midler. You can follow me <laughs> at Jordan Midler. M I double D L E. spelling out again. We know how to spell the name. We know how to spell the name. And you can follow me on Twitter.com at Danielle Partis. Great. Good work. Imagine getting smacked in the face with one of those pizzas in the car plastic you know what, I really want a that pizza. Would be, see, that would, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, 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 I'm only mentioning it now in the air show, but the, the big trend when I was in sixth year that it got to the point where all the guys had to have a sit-down conversation and put a permanent ban on it was running up to somebody and punching them full force in the balls to the point where they would be like, I'm in tears. <laughs> that, was, that was me. I was, I was like that. You're still doing that now? Just wait, first yeah, overload I- fucking real life meetup, Harry's getting dead. <laughs> <laughs>